Hello and welcome back to the Twin Peaks podcast. My name's Dan. My name's Nicole. And this is a movie-based podcast where we talk about two films based on a theme. This week our theme is car chase movies and we're going to be talking about The Fast and the Furious, number one, and Baby Driver. Numero uno, Fast and Furious. Yes. Um, Not the original though. Because there isn't, like, there is a a previous Past and the Furious I, I looked up. There's a Past and the Furious. There's there's a in, there's an older past past and the Furious. A, the past and the Furious. <laughs> so we'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, after we've spoken about our movies, we'll announce the theme for the next show, and the final section is Stitch Up, where one of us has to watch a terrible movie. Last time you lost a poll, our listeners voted for you, and uh, they really wanted you to watch Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater. Mm. And, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll find out what your thoughts are on that movie a bit later. Mm -hmm. Before all of that, the first section is called Anything Goes, and we talk about anything we want. I don't have that much to go through. I've Mm. got one movie, and that's it. Yeah, same here. I've got about – I've got a movie and a TV show, and that's it. All right. Well, I guess we should start with you then, as you've got the most on the list. What what have you been watching, mate? Um, so a mini series that came out on Prime the last couple of weeks is called um, The Pursuit of Love. Um, and I think it's based <laughs> Dad's, <laughs> Dad's currently shaking his head. It's a good series. It's it's actually not that bad. It's a bit of fun. Um, What's I think about? it's a The Pursuit of Love, it, presumably. The it's a, about the pursuit of love. It's a it follows a friendship. Pursuit. Of um, of cousins, so Linda and Fanny, and um, one of them, <laughs> I knew you were gonna laugh when I said that. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> I'm not predictable. Fuck off. <laughs> um, so they're cousins, and it's just their friend. They've had a really close friendship their whole lives, and they're I think they're in their like late teens and it's their time to, you know, go out and meet someone kind of thing. And Linda's family is very um, conservative and very opinionated on on certain people and all that. Um, so one follows a more settled down approach to love, like finding, finding their partner and having so many kids. And the other one follows her heart and just goes with the flow kind of thing but yeah i think it's based off a book i don't know i forgot um who originally wrote the the book but it's good i actually didn't mind it it's period so oh is it period it's like 1914 to like world war ii area era i guess it's i guess it's period i mean like how far back do you have to go to class something as period Technically, yeah. in eighties, something set in the eighties would be period, right? True. Something set yesterday would be period. Period, yeah. Period. <laughs> well, they, their clothes have just got to be a bit frilly, and have like really wide skirts, and then it's period. Mm, that's what I feel like. Like eighteenth yeah. century or nineteenth century is usually yeah period. But if you've something got stuff that that's set during watch. the war with with like oldie mm. old, oldie looking cars and stuff, that's still period. True. But you enjoyed the pursuit the pursuits of love, did you? I did. Good, I'm Um, glad you did. I'm not watching that. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's too long for Stitch Up, and it's a TV series. It's a show. This is yeah. a movie-based podcast. I know. Not a TV well, show. Well, you guys podcast. have you guys have done TV shows as Stitch Ups before. Who had to watch? I Reluctantly. Who, was that you or did Albert have to watch um, two episodes of a show originally? I, f- I forgot um, what you guys were. It never happened. I think it was the last episode that Albert was on. It was, it was one of us had to watch a show, but it never happened because we didn't ever mm. record another one. So we got oh, away yeah. with it. Wasn't it me? It was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, you were supposed to have Zoe extra, uh, extra oh, right. playlist, and then there was Love Is Blind. Oh, speaking of Love Is Blind, have you seen the the recent episodes? Because oh, I know no, you love the show. <laughs> Of course I haven't. No, I I saw it pop up on Netflix and there's like this after thing. I was going to say yeah. afterbirth, but that's not the right phrase, <laughs> is it? Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's a bit early in the morning for that, isn't it, for you? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it, mate. Of course not. Have you watched it? No. I've I've refused to watch that series. They've, they've got a, a season two of Too Hot to Handle, but I'm just like, no, don't, don't do that to yourself. I don't know what that is. I think I mentioned last year that, that um, reality TV show. So it's like a bunch of hot people on an island and then in 12 hours they're not allowed to hook up or, and they lose money if they do. Ugh. Yeah, Garbage. it was pretty, ba- it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, sounds it. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll do, I'll do my one movie. Well, uh, yeah. I watched the news. What was that? I don't know. What's behind it? It like a smashy thing. Yeah, it's a glass like bottle. Glass. And my perfume bottle hitting each other. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so my one movie that I watched was The Suicide Squad, uh, the new one. And oh, cool. it's good. I really liked it. It's nice. getting some good reviews. So I'm I'm not, um, I'm, I'm with the majority of people who liked it. I thought it was really good, mate. This is the third out of the series, or is that including Birds Second. of Prey? Uh, well, they're all DC movies, so mm. they're not. I mean, they're sort of connected, but they're sort of not. Oh, it's, oh, it's a whole thing. Um, it's it's kind of just a new. Like obviously, there was a 2016 Suicide Squad, which was dog shit, and yeah. then the, this new one, which is really good. Oh. It's it's really funny. It's ridiculous. It's got some brilliant jokes in there. Really funny jokes. And yeah, loved it, mate. Loved it. Highly um, recommend. What else have you been watching? Um, I watched What Macy Knew. I think I've mentioned this briefly on the podcast before. It's got um, Julianne Moore, Steve Coogan, and Alexander Skarsgård. And it's about a little girl. How, how old would Macy be? She'd probably be in grade one or grade two. And What's her parents. That? Like nine. Macy, yeah, probably like seven or eight and her parents are just they're hard-headed and they're they're separating and they're just like fighting who's gonna take macy but either parent doesn't really have the time to take care of her at the same time um and her julianne moore she's like a rock star and steve coogan i think he sells art but he might not be doing so well and uh, Steve Coogan's character ends up marrying the nanny. It's a, it's a bit, it's like, so he got married and then she was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to get married as well. I think they kind of married someone so then they can keep care of the child. 
But it's, I've watched, it was like a random watch many years ago, a hidden gem. And I, she it's something that. A hidden gem, how? A, hid, a hidden gem, a like because I've never. I know what a hidden gem is, but I mean, like, why, <laughs> how, why would you, you were about to tell me what a hidden gem was, weren't you? Yeah, a hidden <laughs> yeah, gem. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I mean, like, why would you? Why would you consider it a hidden gem? Is it? Because I've like I've never I I don't think I've ever seen any trailers or yeah. anything for this movie. I don't know if it went to the cinema, um, and I just put it on randomly. I was like, oh wow, this is this is a really lovely movie, and mm. it's a movie that I tend to put on, you know, if I'm not in the mood for something intense but it's something quite enjoyable it's not like some rom-com that you can just put on the background and you're done with it yeah I, I i would be intrigued to see what you would think of it i don't know if you would like it or not i yeah i'm looking mm. at your face Ooh, it yeah, depends like, yeah. mm. if something's got romance in it i won't automatically rule it out but mostly that sort of thing is garbage Mostly, I think also because some... it's it's about a young a, a young girl, like eight, eight year old girl. So I feel like you'd be like, I'm not sympathetic towards this character. No, not even like it, it doesn't really matter who it is or how old they are. It's just how I guess the cheesy. I guess it's cheesiness that really pisses me off. Cheesiness and like oh, it's not cheesy. I don't think it's over the top romance stuff. No. But if there's some heart and it's well written, mm. then I yeah I. But mm. If it's got Coogan in it, I like yeah. Coogan. So. Yeah, I know. Mm. Mm. Okay, have you got anything else? That is it. That's all for me. Oh, well, let's move on to section two then, uh, which is the car chase movie bit. Uh, It was my choice of theme. So I've come up with a little intro for us to do. I thought we were going to get in our cars and like drag race down the road kind of thing remotely. Wouldn't that be cool? Remotely. (laughs) What, and just put our laptops on the the dashboard? (laughs) Yeah, do a quarter mile to see how quickly we could do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. well it's funny you should say that because i do live my life a quarter mile at a time oh brilliant um, yeah so uh my choice of theme we're going to be talking about the fast and furious and baby driver oh. but yeah as i was saying because it was my choice of theme i've come up with a little topic intro and i've got some questions for you right. i've got some questions i wasn't sure what to do i was toying with the idea of um i was considering right doing playing some sounds of some cars revving and then you've got to name the car oh model god from the sound that would car. be <laughs> there's no way there's no freaking way I, <laughs> I know and then i thought oh i would do name that vin diesel quote and i'd play a vin diesel quote <laughs> and you've got to name the movie but then i realized he's done like three movies and two of those well he's Sorry, he's done a couple of franchises. He's done like 18 Fast and Furious movies, but yeah. then it's Riddick and other things. <laughs> so that'd be a bit easy. Um, so, yeah, so just got a few questions for you, mate. How many have I got? I've got seven. Mm-hmm. And I'll start with number one because that's what most people would do. Uh, have you, are you ready? Are you ready yeah. to hear a question and yeah, go give me an answer? Awesome. Question number one. And it's a baby driver question. Oh, cool. It's a movie we just watched. So you should get it, really. No pressure. Oh, God. 
During one of the heist scenes, the robbers can be seen wearing masks of a famous actor. Name that actor. Mike Myers. Is it? Oh, well, there you go. You didn't even need a multiple choice. You got it. Question number two. Which city did the infamous car chase scene in Bullet take place? Oh, I don't even know what I've got multiple choice if you want it. Yeah, go for it. San Andreas, San Angeles, or San Francisco? San Andreas. Incorrect. It's San Francisco. Question number three. Which classic car chase movie was remade in 1997 and starred Vigo Vigo Mortensen? Was it The Vanishing, Vanishing Point, or Vanishing on 7th Street? Vanishing Point? (laughs) Vanishing Point. Is it that obvious? Okay. Yeah. Okay, question number four. Four. In the remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, what did Nicolas Cage's character name the Shelby GT500? Oh, God. Was it A, Eleanor? Was it B, Ellen? Or was it C, Tim? <laughs> it's got to be Tim. Um, I'm going to uh, say... That's incorrect. No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say the first one. <laughs> Eleanor. Eleanor. You are correct. Yay. Okay. Question number five. In Fast and Furious number six movie, the sixth movie in the franchise, okay. uh, the final action sequence is a car stroke aeroplane chase on a runway. So using the assumed speed and the timing of the sequence, the BBC calculated how long the runway should have been for it to make sense. So was it A, 504 miles? Was it B, 58 miles? Or was it C, 26 miles? So reality or what it actually took? So yeah, the so like final sequence is like fifteen minutes long, and it's a complete. It's a just a chase down a straight runway. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, most runways I don't know how long they are, but they're not. <laughs> you can't drive not. at one hundred and twenty miles an hour for fifteen minutes down a runway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so they took those, they took those elements and calculated how long it should have been. What was um, A and reality. B? What was I 504 in? miles and 58 mm-hmm. miles. 504 or 58? Or 26. Oh, this is... Or, or 26 miles. Yeah, that was option number C. Yeah, I would I would say A, maybe. 500 miles. Oh, no, that's way too long. What am I talking <laughs> you'd be You'd be on the road for days. Uh, I'll say 50. I'll say um, B. Sorry, <laughs> it's early in the morning. <laughs> that is incorrect, I'm afraid. The answer is C, 26 miles. Okay. Question number six. Identify the famous line from the 1969 original Italian job movie. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off, get in the van, or help, I'm Michael Caine, I'm trapped in the mini. Which which one of those well, is the... It's correct? A, isn't it? <laughs> of course, of course it's A. <laughs> And the final question. In the movie Death Proof, who plays Stuntman Mike? Is it A, Kurt Russell? Is it B, Alex Russell? Or is it C, Jack Russell? <laughs> a. <laughs> Jack Russell. That's brilliant. So you're saying Kurt Russell. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. So out of seven, you got one, two, three, four... Five. Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Pretty good. Not too bad at all. 
I kind of wish I'd have done the Revan car engine sounds and you had to get that would have, from that. That would have been interesting. That I would have sucked completely, though. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, awesome. So, well done, mate. Uh, shall we move on to our first movie, which I think is, I mean, it's got to be The Fast and the Furious. We've got to get yeah. that out of the way, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> so, The Fast and the Furious, uh, it came out in 2001. It's 106 minutes long and it was directed by Rob Cohen. The tagline on Letterboxd reads, live life a quarter mile at a time. Of course it does. And the synopsis reads, Dominic Toretto is a Los Angeles street racer suspected of masterminding. That's hilarious, isn't it? It's masterminding a series of big rig hijackings where he stole some DVD players. Mm. When undercover <laughs> cop Brian O'Connor infiltrates Toretto's... What, is that? what does that even say? Iconoclastic? Yeah, that's why I don't I... feel like anyone that watches The Fast and the Furious is going to know what that means. <laughs> that's why I skipped it when Iconic I... Iconoclastic crew. <laughs> that's why I skipped it um... when I said my synopsis the other way. I don't, I've got no idea what that means. <laughs> um, he falls for Toretto's sister and must choose a side, the gang or the LAPD. It stars Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. The Rock's not in this one. He didn't come in until about a decade later. Yeah, 2001, Fast and Furious. This was on your uh, choice of three movies, mm. and I chose it from your list. So when was the last time you saw this movie? When it first came out. So what year was that? Okay. 2000. Yeah. It would have been that year. 2001, sorry. So, 2001. So about 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, roughly. I've seen this a lot. I saw it at the cinema and I watched it on DVD. It was one of the first DVDs I probably owned, actually. Mm. I watched it way more than is 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 acceptable. <laughs> I, I used to love it back in the day. But the thing that really struck me this time about when I was watching it is that just how 90s it is. It's Agreed, so 90s yeah. with the, the baggy clothes <laughs> and the music and... Even the cars, really. Yeah. Just pressing buttons cars, to like, they? printing buzz- buttons yeah. on the wheel to like go faster. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that's the thing that annoyed me most when I was um, younger when I saw this is that I, I really liked it and I loved it, but I thought, well, they are just sort of pressing the NOS button. And like, <laughs> it's basically the winner is whoever's got the most NOS. <laughs> yeah. Um, I quite I quite enjoyed this movie. I wasn't sure how it was going to hold up hold up to be honest because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I still enjoyed it. I, I went on Letterboxd and had a look, and I had previously scored it at four stars, which is way too generous. <laughs> it's not a four star movie, but I'd still probably put it at about three. I would say yeah. it's it's quite it's quite enjoyable, um, and there's many there's many things to enjoy about it, um, if, especially if you are into cars. But yeah, so did you have a good time watching this? I yeah, I had a I had a tough day at work, and I was like, oh okay, I need to I need to watch this film anyway. Let, let's put it on, and it put me in a good mood. It was just like, yeah, even though I haven't seen it in twenty years, I I didn't mind it. I think if I put a, a most recent Fast and the Furious film, I'll just watch it. I'm like, oh, this is just too much CGI and this is all fake and mm. this is not, I, I just don't, I don't get this film whatsoever. I think there was, I think maybe the Fast and Furious 8 was on the TV, on TV like maybe a couple of months ago. Obviously when there's a new movie out, they tend to put every single 
movie and that franchise on TV before yeah. it comes out. And I was just, I was briefly watching it and I was like, oh, nah. And then, you know, before watching this film, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy this, but it was good. I actually did not mind yeah. it. I would say the Fast and Furious movie franchise in general, I enjoy them once. I'll go to the cinema and watch it, and then I've, I've, I don't think I've seen many of them more than once. Mm. Um, they're sort of a one-and-done throwaway popcorn, have a, have a bit of fun. Yeah. I went to see Fast and Furious 8 at a... I think it's called a 4DX cinema. Right. But basically the chair moved around a bit. It was fun. Ah, cool. Um, so the thing that really aged this movie, I mean, it wasn't a good idea at the time really, but you know the 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 race, the big race that they're all sort of gearing mm-hmm. up for, this thing that happens in the desert, it's called Race Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird name, isn't it? Why did they? Why did they decide that that was a good idea for for a name? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez and Joanna is it Brewster? They didn't have Jordana Brewster. Yeah, that's right. Um, neither of them had either a car license or like even their learners before doing this this um, movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So they must have had a lot of training, or maybe it's just not them driving. Maybe it's just them just sitting in a car. <laughs> and there's yeah, just, well, just a close-up and a <laughs> green screen outside the windscreen. I thought that was a bit, bit of a fun uh, fact. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought this film, I would give it probably a 6.3 out of Okay, out of 6.3. That's very, very specific. Okay. Um, 6.3. So you're doing out of 10 and I'm doing out of, I'm doing out of 5. For some reason, because of Letterbox, that's Letterboxd. why. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with Letterbox. So I'm going to say three out of five, which is a six out of ten. Yeah. So you score this movie higher than I do. Yeah, I don't mind it. I was actually going to give it a seven, and I was like, oh, maybe it's not quite a seven. Yeah, <laughs> not quite a seven. It's enjoyable enough. Yeah. Um, awesome. Let's move on to Baby Driver then. So Baby Driver came out in 2017. It was directed by Edgar Wright and it's 113 minutes long. The tagline reads, all you need is one killer track. And the synopsis reads, after being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. Um, it stars Ansel Elgore, um, Lily James, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, uh, who else is in it? That's it. That's all of the. That's all of the cast. No, that's all of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I saw this movie at the cinema. I was I was dead excited to watch it. They released the first five minutes as a bit of promotional material mm. on YouTube, and I must have watched it twenty odd times, and I still watch it uh, up to this day. But I I remember what, sitting down to watch it at the cinema. And just knew immediately that I was going to like this film. I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, I suppose for me, I should really start with the things that I didn't like, right. because the rest of this review is going to be me gushing and just saying, "I, I think this is a masterpiece." <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, I didn't really care. For, it's a common criticism. I didn't really care for the the baby and the Deborah falling in love stuff. Mm. It was a bit rushed. It was a bit. Um, especially that scene where they're sitting around and drinking and stuff. I just was like, really, I, I did, I didn't need it personally. It didn't, it didn't add that much for me. 
and recording your own incriminating conversations is really dumb. But that's it. That's my that's my only criticisms. So things I did like. I really liked the soundtrack and obviously the editing. And they kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Because mm-hmm. the, obviously the music really lined up with the this, the car sequences. And the, they had an editor uh, in Video Village like a, when uh, during filming right. and editing live. So that they, as they were filming the stuff, they had to make sure that they caught the right right footage yeah um like that coverage like that coffee scene when um it's literally just after the heist their first heist and baby's gone out to get coffee and it's just like a Mm. one one shot scene i think they they shot it 28 times and they decided on the 21st time and um the track that they're playing what's it called i think it's called harlem shuffle you can oh, see sure. a couple. You can see a couple of the yeah. lyrics on the graffiti and on the posters as as baby yeah. is walking through the street. And I only noticed that after I read that that fact. I was like, oh wait, I'm going to go watch mm. that again. And I was like, oh, that's really smart. Um, and a fun I didn't scene. notice it the first time I saw it either. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I really love all that stuff. But Edgar Wright is a huge nerd, and he'll just he layers his films so much. He just must be exhausted. The poor bloke. Um. <laughs> I really liked that it kind of subverted expectations a little bit. It kind of sets up the Jamie Foxx character as as the villain. Mm. Um, but then he's not really. I mean, he's not a good dude, but the the, the final kind of bad guy ends up being John, John Hamm, Hamm because Isaac Gonzalez, um, who plays, oh, what was her name in it? I, think, I don't think she has a name in a film. I think she's just referred to as Darling, actually. Mm-hmm. But she gets killed um, during a a shootout and um i really liked how he ended up being the final kind of bad guy that baby's got a defeat uh really enjoyed all that stuff and i really liked that they cast a deaf actor and cj jones who played uh yeah. baby's was it uncle or grandfather i think I he's like nice his fo- foster, foster dad or something mm. yeah i really like the um yeah. when they uh baby drops him off at a aged care facility and is recording. He's like, "My name's Joseph, and I love, I love, tr- like, I love peanut butter and bread." And then he's like, "Spread mm. along the corners," kind of thing. Like, and their conversations together, and in the apartment when Baby's listening to that track that uh, Deb recommended to him, and the chemistry between those two is really nice. Yeah. Um. I've got a, f- a couple of little facts, have I? No, I've just got one fact. So the inception of the project, Edgar Wright came up with it when he was 21-ish. I say he came up with it. He really built the entire film around this idea that he had. The first uh, song in the film, the John Spencer Blues Explosion, mm-hmm. he was listening to that song and he all he could do was picture a car chase right. and kind of timing stuff to the car chase. And he kind of built it from there and he spoke to ex-cons and ex-heisty people and that sort of thing and just sort of built the film up over the, the 25 years or so. Um, yeah, and it went from there. I love this movie, mate. It's a 9.5 for me. It's an all-time favourite. I've watched it probably six or seven times at this point, and I think it's going to be one I watch probably most years, I would say. It's a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, my letter- I think my letterbox score is 5 out of 5. Yeah. Um, what about you? I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Really... 
Sweet. All right. So I guess then, and as we've done the car chase movies, we need to announce what our theme is for the next episode. Yeah. And as I chose the car chase, uh, the car chase theme, it's back to you. What are you going to choose? It's back to me. Next episode, I'm choosing Kerry Mulligan picks. Okie dokie. So don't forget to tune in next week to hear our picks for Kerry Mulligan. Uh, Stitch up, mate. Alone in the dark. You had to watch that. <laughs> uh, How did that go for you? <laughs> it, glorious. It was great. Just what I wanted to watch this week. Good. Yes, so I had to watch Alone in the Dark. The tagline is, can mankind defeat the army of the darkness unleashed by an ancient evil cult? Hmm. And... I'm just going to read this. I'm on IMDb. I'm going to read this storyline out to you guys because I honestly don't want to properly explain this. <laughs> this film is so shit. Um, so Edward Carnaby, a detective of the paranormal and unexplained and supernatural, investigates a mystery, the recent death of a friend, with clues leading to the Shadow Island that brings his face to face with bizarre horrors that prove both psychologically disturbing and lethal as he discovers that evil demons worshipped by the ancient culture called Abscani. Oh, my God. The, the amount of times they said that word in this fucking film did my head in. Anyway, mm. continue on. Yeah. Uh, planning to on coming back to life in the 21st century once again to take over the world. Only he, he and his young genius anthropologist with incredible memory, his ex-girlfriend, stands in the way, into their way at getting the gateway to hell. Standing in Carnaby's way, however, is the impact that a brief encounter with the evil spirit called the Queen... I don't remember that bit, had upon his mind and he slowly finds himself overpowered and forced of darkness as they eat away the very sanity. Did it eat away at your very sanity? Oh, fuck, did it? (laughs) How how was it? How shit was it? It was On a scale of zero to terrible. Zero. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. Terrible. Yeah, so... Dan mentioned to me before that he'd watched this film and he bought it. Would you say you bought it like some garage sale on the way home or something? Yeah, yeah. It's just it was it was a it was a late night and I was driving home and I saw it in a garage on one of those revolving display cases mm. and I was like, oh, Alone in the Dark. I didn't know they made a movie of this. Christian Slater's in it. It must be all right. And I got back and watched it and it was awful. <laughs> it Obviously, was it was terrible. Dialogue. I, I read up. I, I, I can't believe that the budget for this was twenty million. <gasps> no. Yeah. Really. What did they spend that on. <laughs> yeah. On on the main actor, clearly. I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Um, there was so many slow mo cuts that weren't necessary. There was. Mm. I can't think of anything positive about this film. So, um. Edward's character, he used to live in a, he was in an orphanage and there was like one night when he was really younger, all the orphan uh, just disappeared and then they came back suddenly. Mm. Um, yeah, it was just, it's a weird film. And then, you know, back to, to present day now, uh, this 
professors trying to find these artifacts for this exhibition um, and they're on a they're on a boat and there's this gold tomb and they're like oh if you know the tomb's gold there must be something really exciting in this tomb and it's going to make us rich and they open it up and it, mm. this creature just fucking kills everyone but the professor later yeah. on once i think he's locked up this monster or this creature and then injects himself with whatever his blood is and i was i saw that scene i was like oh, god this is disgusting it was mm. yeah a lot of pointless scenes then and he also narrates like about his life throughout the film he's like oh you know i became a detective yeah. because blah 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 i was like not necessary like you don't need to explain yourself right. mate we can just you can watch yeah. you can just watch the film and we can understand what the hell's going on yeah um, we can figure it out and yeah it's not a complicated movie like, is it no, and the professor, I think he starts to, like, populate this monster and it starts ki- pretty much killing the entire, well, at least that city. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, I don't want to say any more about it. I don't, it's just it's just shit. So, so where does it stack <laughs> up on the, the, the um, is it? Is it in the bottom half of stitch up movies you've watched? Would you say, or is yeah, it is it mid range? Is it no, no, no? It's it's bottom, like very really. I, I would give it like how bottom. I think I'm being too kind by giving it a one. That's how shit really? it was. Yeah, out, I just I, out of ten. Out of ten, yeah. Yeah. I really. All right, good. Well, that's a win for me. I, I'm very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> there is a sequel. Um, let's no! move on. No! To, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so we need to move on to the polls, mate. We need to find out who's going to be watching a stitch up movie for episode 88. I chose for you Captain America 1919. You chose for me Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. You put the poll on. I did put the poll on. Did you have? Could you a, please furnish us with some results? Did you have a look at who, um, how the poll was going throughout the day? Just curious to think. No, I never no. do. Honestly, oh, like okay. I, I do my vote and then I never, I don't look at it again. Okay. I go on about my business. because <laughs> <So laughs> I like to be surprised. Yeah. So I put the poll on and I put some arrows on your name, thinking you know that's going to mm. persuade people to vote for you. Instantly, three votes against me. I was like, "Great, this is yeah. this is not going. <laughs> this is not going yeah. to plan." And then maybe a couple of hours before the poll was about to end, it was fifty-fifty. Mm. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get to know your tactic. I think you sort of laid the groundwork and was like, "Oh, I was losing," and then go on, do it to me. <laughs> And then I was skyping with a friend last night, and she may have been the winning vote. Oh right! So, uh, After your conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dan has to watch Harry and Meghan, oh, a royal romance. <laughs> Let's get it out of the fucking way. I'm going to look this up because if I can't watch it, if I can't find it, I'm watching Captain America. 
No, you're not. You're so not. It's on Tubi, mate. It's on Tubi. Oh, I don't have Tubi, I'm afraid. No, too bad. It's free. Tubi is free, mate. It's not. It's expensive. Uh, all right, I suppose I've got to watch Harry and Meghan, a royal romance then. Which, <laughs> it does mean that Captain America 1990 is staying on the pole for the next episode. And yeah. it does mean that you've got to choose a, another stitch-up movie for me to replace Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. So um, what are you going to put in this place, be, I was almost going to be mean and tro- choose Will, Will and Kate. A, a royal romance also, is it? <laughs> similar it's literally it'd be literally the same plot you know they get together and then it doesn't work out and then they end up getting married um Mm. but no i thought i'll choose something a little bit different which is this film is also on 2b as well it's called the hidden hand alien contact and the government of cover-up slow hang on slow down the hidden hand Because the title says The Hidden Hand and then the, the subtitle says Alien Content and the Government Cover-Up. I think the alien, the government are coming for you, mate. I can hear the sirens. I can hear the sirens coming. <laughs> Hid, the Hidden Hand, Alien Content and the Government. I've written the Government Government. Cover-Up. <laughs> so the next poll then is Captain America 1990 for you versus The Hidden Hand, Alien Content and the Government Cover-Up. Good luck getting squeezing all of that in your story. Um, yeah, so that will be on our Instagram stories. Um, if you want to vote on a poll for Nicole to watch Captain America 1990, you can do at Twin Picks Pod. You can also catch up with us on Twitter at Twin Picks Pod. Email the show at twinpickspod at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, you can do it at kofi.com slash twinpickspodcast. Uh, where can we find you, mate? You can find me on Instagram at Chikanika or Nika Creative. Awesome. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week to our Kerry Mulligan picks. See ya. See ya.